Like you're not sleeping well. Yeah. How did you know? And Megan! What? Hey, you're that guy. The my pillow guy. That's right, and I'm here to help you get the best sleep of your lives. <sighs> oh, you have a down pillow. Here's the problem with down pillows. You lay there, you feel comfortable, and guess what? It goes down. <laughs> To rewash a movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Quick, quick, quick. Strawberry banana. Oh, plop. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard. Long range three. Ah! Their defense is atrocious. Atrocious. I'm sorry, the locks are. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing there. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. All right. We are back. It is, uh, what's the, di- Ben Crow, what is the day? It's Wednesday, November 4th. It's the day after Wednesday, the November 4th, Chris. Yeah. We had to do it. We had to do an emergency pod. Holy shit. Emergency post- post-election. Yep. Um, election 2020. Uh, <laughs> we are still in it. It's still going. It's still happening. Um, yep. But we, you know, there's a lot of news going on right now. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, we still, so at this present time, we still do not have a clear winner. We do not know who's won the election for president. That's uh, right. They're still counting votes, tallying votes. Mm-hmm. Got to count all those ballots. Yep. Got to count every last vote. Yeah, we we may or may not have a... <laughs> A uh, white supremacist for a president. Uh, still waiting on that. Fingers crossed that the uh, the good guys pull it out. But yep, um, yep. We'll fingers see crossed that. that the that the slightly less racist uh, school sec school segregationist supporting uh, you know on death's doorstep um, pushing eighty uh, candidate. <laughs> Uh, pulls it out in the end uh, for America. Just squeaks um, one out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, man. This is uh, this is just the best. How can you not love it? Democracy, America. Um, yeah. This is what this is what we live for, man. Um, listen, uh, we, we, we were we were talking legit just before we got going here. So. I was up. I mean, I am. I am really barely functioning here. I was. Yeah. Up how are How are you feeling right now? What's your physical? What's your emotional, mental, psychic state right now? Describe it to me in full. I feel f- pretty like fluid. I got to bed at four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I got right. to bed at four thirty in the morning. Um, like I, I really wasn't drinking very much or anything like that. It's mo- mm-hmm. but like my. So like my body feels weird mostly from like sleep deprivation. It's 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 mm-hmm. not from like oh I was like drinking all night or something. It's mostly just from like just my body just feels weird from consuming all this cable news and not sleeping, mm. which I think right. you probably know a thing or two about. But mm-hmm. man, I my big observation or one of my big observations from the night is like Things get really weird on cable news around like two, three in the morning, especially yeah. on a night like election night, because 
they can't stop talking, you know? So right. they have to start p- just putting people on TV. Like, so like at like 3 a.m., they they had this like Hofstra like law professor come on and they were just like, cool, like let's just have him talk. And then the commercials, man, the commercials start getting really weird. Like mm. um, we were kind of channel surfing last night from... Uh, Fox to to NBC to CNN just to kind of like get like the different tones see what people yeah are take it all in yeah yeah but dude yeah around like three a.m. like the My Pillow guy started advertising on uh, NBC on NBC wow I was gonna he, say Fox but no I didn't no, no, realize no. he uh, no no nice. he was going like uh, and not even like cable news not like MSNBC we're talking yeah like, we're talking national wow like NBC TV like mainstream like Channel Four NBC. Um, Good for him, man. Yeah, Mike dude. Lindell, get that bag. Yeah, dude. He had some bangers uh, last night around <laughs> three, three, four in the morning, um, which is cool. But I yeah. wonder if we could maybe. I mean, now that our Helix Sleep uh, partnership is <sighs> you know fully fully dissolved, I wonder if there's any way we can pivot from, from yeah. the mattress world to the pillow world I, what do you think about that i would love that dude so i i gotta find the ad maybe maybe i can splice it into the episode here but like at one point in the ad you know there there's this guy they do these like testimonials you know from like people who mm. like bought the pillows and at one sure. point there's like a testimonial from a guy who's like tell you what like I go to sleep at night, I put my head down on this pillow and and I get my neck gets the comfort it needs and then I wake up in the morning and I go to work. And I was like, yeah man, that's pretty much like what a fucking pillow does. Like That, that sounds ideal. That yeah, is that like a like goddamn pillow if you ask me. Exactly what you want from yeah, a pillow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you rest your neck and then you get up and you go to work. Yeah, um, you sleep on it and then you wake up and you He you, feels rested. You know, go, yeah. Go about your day. Yeah. It's like God, and those pillows are made like in the United States, 100% cotton. I was like, sign me up. I think it was yeah. like maybe an eight or 10 year warranty, money back guarantee. Mm. Um, I wonder if the if the if the um, you know foam flattens, you get your I money. I can't back. imagine it flattens, but I'm sure if it does, you can get your money back. Right, right. But um, yeah, man. So here we are, uh, day after the election, and we figured, you know, it's. I mean, it's been a while for us, man. I know you've been consumed at your job, Oof, yeah. Um, in the election, and uh, I know we were. We've both been chomping at the bit to get back into it here with the NBA. Uh, I want. I mean, talk I love it. At, at some point, I really want to do a full fledged deep dive on a project that you created along with our friend Oliver and Vic Berger for Vice News um, called uh, Donald Trump. The, what it, yeah, a portrait of a Donald portrait. J. Trump. Yeah. yeah. So yep, for, yep. Uh, for anyone listening who's interested, uh, we'll, like I said, I, I think on another episode, I just want to do a full deep dive on this with you. But if you're interested, Ben created what I would describe as just like a literal work of art. It's about an hour and 10 minutes. It's on YouTube. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And we're going to link it up in the, in the episode notes. Um, I highly recommend watching this at some point, maybe with a, with a drink or a substance of your choice and um, just consume it. You know, like I watched it straight through. I took all (laughs) hour and 10 minutes, like straight to the dome. Nice. Um, Love that. But Love I have that. heard from other people they could only do like five, ten minutes at a time. Whatever it is yeah. you need, like do you? Sure. 
I, I like to encourage people to, you know, consume it, experience it in any way they desire. It's it's great as a, uh, you know, one-time binge. Yeah. It's great as, like, you know, one of those novels that you pick up, you know, read a few pages and you put down, you mull, you know, take your time with it if you yeah. want. Um, yeah, like you said, it goes great with a nice glass of Merlot, a couple tabs of acid, like sure. really whatever you're into. Yeah, do your um, thing. I think, I think it pairs really well. Yeah. Um, so I want to do a, a full deep dive on that film that you created and hear just about the process and how it came to be. But let's like hold that off for now because I think we sure. both have felt like the just, just the itch to get back into NBA that gossip that talk i mean the basketball ha- is not gonna stop we no. need to we need to catch up we've been a little bit derelict in our duty um i, I know, mean you know I, i'll say like my i have sort of channeled all of my neuroses and anxieties about the election uh into draft prep and into mm. um the nba offseason free agency the trade rumors all of that stuff. So I felt like it was our duty really to provide our listeners basically the same. And I know probably similar for you, like the same sort of like public service really um, to our listeners yeah. as, as an outlet to sort of, you know, let's, let's put the politics aside. Let's put the news aside and let's just sort of dive into some NBA off season because here we are, Ben, um, and a lot has been happening, so we are gonna we're gonna do a little trade machine here. We're gonna talk about some potential trades. Mm, but mm, bef- mm. before we dive into that, Ben, I have some news and notes. I just want to fire some things at you, get some just a quick couple of thoughts. Um, and and the, you know, a lot has been happening, you know, in in the last so much. few weeks. Yeah. Um, so let's catch you up, Ben. I know you've been really busy, like I said, working on the election. So let's catch you up. So first things first, Ben. Um, there has been a proposed NBA restart date. So this coming in from now, Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe of ESPN, there have been discussions with the NBA Players Association. They continued over the weekend uh, into Monday, Tuesday, about the resumption of the league before Christmas, Mm. Ben, a 72-game regular season. Um, you know, Adam Silver is concerned about it. He needs that. He needs a firm yes. We are all in for the 72-game season uh, on December 22nd. Ben, curious about your thoughts about the proposal for the NBA's resumption around Christmas Day. I mean, I'm a little disappointed, Chris, um, <laughs> to be honest. It's yeah. been weeks since we've had basketball um, to watch. Um, I was really hoping okay. for a pre-Thanksgiving You were looking for resumption. a Thanksgiving day. Wow. I really, yeah. I mean, listen, we love hoops. I want more I hoops mean, in my life. I can't get enough of the hoops. Um, I'm sort of so nostalgic, I was really, man. I always yeah, I was, I think of the NBA, I think of Halloween, you know? Like, I, th- I think about the, the fall colors Exactly. And especially when you think of all the fun that we had in the bubble, um, you know, LeBron James, uh, Jimmy Butler, like these guys, uh, they're just they're just so fun to watch. So I really wanted uh, that basketball to be back a little bit sooner. Um, I don't really know what to do with myself, um, you know, without these games. uh, I mean, multiple games I want. The one thing I am excited about is the prospect of having 10, 12 basketball games to watch every single night um of the week incredible you know yeah with this with this 72 games you know condensed schedule 
uh, the idea of having, you know, the back-to-back-to-back-to-back uh, games for, you know, per team, like, you know, six, uh, five, six, seven games a week per team, that is music to my ears. I want to be able to watch basketball on at least six to eight screens at a time in the comfort of my own home. Um, so, yeah, I uh, like I said, I, I guess I can't complain too much because... Uh, you know, it's coming back in, uh, in in just a couple months, but I was really hoping for yeah. a faster a faster resumption. And I really feel like they could have just gone ahead with the 82 game schedule, yeah. or maybe even increase it to like 90, 92 games. Um, I mean, you know, the number 100 is such a nice, even, yeah. round, satisfying number. I don't know why they can't um, get us 100 games uh, in a season that seems like it's you know totally within reach. But um, but I guess I'll settle for the uh, for the for the pre Christmas restart. Now, it sounds like they won't be doing this uh, you know this restart in the bubble. Then it sounds like we are going we are going you know raw dog here. This is gonna yeah, be this is an exciting new frontier for the NBA <sighs> cool. in the COVID era. Cannot wait to see how this shakes out. So, I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, but one of my favorite things yeah. about following the NFL. Yes. Um, no Sinbin, but uh, but but both both the NFL and the MLB, which of course you know I'm a huge fan of. Um, I I didn't cr- uh, enjoy the, the games themselves uh, as much as just following the ins and outs of who's active. You know, mm. I'm in a fantasy football league, and um, every every day seemingly Yahoo is giving me these email updates. You know, the Miami Dolphins won't be playing this week because of the COVID outbreak. Um, So be sure to adjust your rosters accordingly. That to me is the real, like, that's that's the, the, that's the, that's the action that I, that I want to follow. You know, I want to see like who's playing, who's, you know, who's postponing. It totally Um, alters the waiver, you know, the waiver order. Like, I mean, it's so much more exciting. Transactions galore. Yeah. 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 It's the best. It just adds a whole new fun element to the game. So I, I would love to see that introduced. I mean, you know, the bubble was great. We all love the bubble, but it was a little disappointing a not little, to see any cases little, at all. A little tame. Uh, yeah. You know, I really thought it would be a little more, you know, wet and wild down there in, in, uh, in, in, uh, in, in Orlando. In reality, it, it kind of felt like like a bubble you know it was like mm-hmm. these guys are like living in a bubble this is not the exactly. real world it's like yeah no in the real are not world good. people get sick yeah. like shit happens like you can't go to work one day because you're feeling right the weather you know right. like that's not really the world we're living in the world we're living yeah. in is like it's way more complicated than this like this bubble yeah so i want to see these players contract the virus play through pain sure. be warriors you know like i um that's that's the kind of excitement and thrill that i'm looking for yeah. so the uh, prospect of just going out there and and playing in public i mean you know i guess they're not going to have fans yet but hopefully we can get as many fans as possible packed back into these arenas um you know by i don't know maybe easter at the very latest now what do um, you what are you looking for are are, are you excited about um do, do you want to see like an empty madison square garden or do you want those cardboard fans are you or, or do you or do you support the virtual fan like what is it you know if if you could be adam silver here you know uh, if I gave you the magic wand, how would you integrate the fans? Because I guess we will have like a limited fan experience. Is that right? Like mm. they will have some people live at games. I, is that true? I, I hadn't heard I that. Think, I don't know the latest development. I think Woj and Silver have been saying that the hope is 
towards the end of um, 2021 to have like a limited fan experience. So it, I think like at, at Christmas time, it will mostly be, you know, empty arenas. Mm. Um, so in the, in the interim, until we can have live people in, in the uh, arenas again, do you support uh, cardboard fans? Do you want to see more virtual fans? Do you like this sort of empty seat backdrop aesthetic? What, uh, what, what, what do you like? I love the cardboard idea. Yeah. I was disappointed the NBA didn't institute that. Um, but uh, you know what? I really uh, I came to to sort of love the um, you know the weird glitching virtual digital people on the screens. Wow. Um, yeah, love seeing uh, you know people kind of like glitching in and out of uh, of existence with the you know with the backgrounds yeah. and and. Um, uh, that made me feel really comfortable and, you know, it just became kind of a fun, familiar sight to, to just see, um, these bizarre screens surrounding everything. So I would love more of that instead of just having like the one section where you see all the monitors, I would love a, a computer screen in every single seat, you know, 19,000 computer screens and MSG. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. I want to see, you know, how that works in terms of Wi-Fi bandwidth. I would Um, like it if the computer screens could like, you know, cause I like it when the fans get up on their feet, like during a big mm. moment. So if there was some way to create. Uh, like Ooh. a more three-dimensional experience where maybe like... You're talking about robots, basically. Yeah, basically. Or, oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about like robots or more like full-body holograms? I, um, no, I'm not really interested in holograms. I'm more mm. interested in like iPads on robot bodies. And With I'm not, arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Or maybe just like sticks. Like maybe it's just mm. like like an iPad on like a broomstick and mm-hmm. when the when there's an exciting moment, they all pop up or so. I, I just mm-hmm. want like a little bit more action, a little yeah, bit more, yeah. you know, s- something uh, more closely resembling, um, you know, life. Yeah, and I also think that the iPads should all have uh, like sp- like speakers so that you can actually hear the people cheering. Yeah, because I know they would they would pipe in the artificial noise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that just never really did it for me. I think each iPad should be able to emit the noise of, of the individual fans. The breathing. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, maybe even have, like, you know, if, if like, all the, the fans' voices could be, uh, could have that, like, text-to-speech, to like, digital sound. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so, because obviously, I, you know there's probably technological <laughs> limitations <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, just being able to just have like a one-to-one, yeah. you know, audio uh, translation. But I think having like a robot voice uh, saying, you know, go Sixers uh, or go Knicks, um, you know, when a good play would happen, that'd be, that'd be really awesome. Yeah. I, for one, I'll admit, I am a sucker for cardboard. Uh, I've just always really sure. loved cardboard. Like, I love cardboard people. I just love yeah. a cardboard cutout. Uh, as a kid, I always wanted one of those, like, life-size, you know, cutouts of, like, Patrick Ewing or, your, you know, your favorite player that you'd have in your bedroom sure. um, that has, like, the exact height and dimensions of the person. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me, I would love if cardboard could still be integrated into the fan experience somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. It was super cool during the baseball season. I remember watching one of the Mets games where uh, I remember uh, w- one of the Mets outfielders, Michael Conforto, 
uh, he actually had cardboard cutouts of his uh, dogs, his like three dogs, and mm, Con- love that. Conforto plays right field. So initially, when the dogs, uh, you know, were pu- were put in the stands, they were just like you know behind home plate, kind of like with everyone else. But then he was like, "But wait, like I play right field." it would be awesome. Like if those seats aren't taken, like could I have them in right field with me so I could see my dogs, you know, when I'm playing right field and they're like, sure. So they relocated the dogs to right field. And what do you know on the first game, on the first game that they relocated the dogs, the opposing team hit a home run that smacked his dog, like right in the face, like right. Oh my God. Right in his cardboard dog face. And, um, that was rough because you could really hear the clang of the ball smacking the dog. Oh God, that's horrifying. Yeah. But it also felt like that is life too, you know? Um, sure. So anyways, long story short, I would love for cardboard to, you know, remain an option. I'd love to keep Mm -hmm. that in play if, you know, if possible. Um, yeah, yeah. Moving on, Ben, uh, I'm seeing reports now, Ben, I'm seeing reports of the Celtics, of the Wizards, and the Orlando Magic all trying to trade up in the NBA draft, Ben. Oh, boy. This from it's the draft Ringers, time, baby. This from the Ringers, Kevin O'Connor, KOC says, League sources say the Celtics and Magic are trying to move up into the mid-lottery, using their own first-round picks, and the Wizards are angling to move up from number nine. Ben. Mm. I'm curious, how is your draft prep coming along? Are you locked in at someone at, uh, for the number one pick overall, or is it still a fluid situation for you and your team of scouts? Uh, is there someone you like, a, a, a Lamelo Ball, maybe an Anthony Edwards? Are you looking mm-hmm. at, uh, I don't know, are you looking at James Wiseman? Where are you at with that number one overall pick, which currently belongs to the Minnesota Timberwolves? Have you locked in on a uh, a consensus number one overall pick? I haven't locked in, Chris. Okay. Uh, for me, it's all very, very fluid. I'm taking yeah. a really close look at all these uh, these these young men. Yeah. Um, very intrigued by a lot of them. I have concerns about a lot of them as well. Sure. Um, so I'm I'm actually more curious to hear where you're at. I feel like you might <sighs> might be spending a little bit more time. I mean, this is my uh, bread you know, and butter. This is my wheelhouse, yeah. of course. Hardly yeah, a you're, secret. You're, you're 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 locked in the lab. You're die in hard, the war room, day yeah. in day out. Uh, hardly a secret. Diehard Knicks fan here. So the Knicks possess the number eight overall pick. Um, a great very, pick to have. I'm They're in a great very, spot. I'm very interested to see where we go. And I'll be honest with you, Ben. I'm not angry about having the number eight pick. Uh, oh, I, no. I know a lot of people were bummed. That's right, in the, that's right in the sweet spot. I know a lot of people were bummed that, you know, the Knicks uh, didn't get the number one overall pick. But I'll be honest with you. I, I kind of feel like the best player in this draft, Ben, is probably going at, like, number 15 or number 20. You know, this Exactly. Is, this is going to be one of those drafts where there's depth. Um, and, the, you know, I'm less concerned about picks one, two, or three. I'm more yeah. concerned with trading back. So mm, I would... Got to get back. It's all about finding value. Gotta f- you know, the higher oh. the higher you are, the more pressure there is, the more opportunity there is to fuck it up. You know, it's like so, people say to me all the time, if you're the Knicks, do you take RJ Hampton? And I say, it depends. Are we taking him at eight or are we taking him at 22 and, or 27? Um, sure. So it's... It's a, you know, it's, it's a real conundrum, but it's, it's a conundrum I love being in. For me, um, for, if I were the Minnesota Timberwolves, I would be thinking about, you know, look, you have D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. And Ben, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. 
this is a league of stars and this sure. is a league you know this is the power impair uh, the player empowerment era uh we have to keep these stars happy you know if, mm-hmm. if you have an unhappy star boom he's gone he demands a trade and that's it so if i was minnesota i would be thinking about who is a player that is going to complement towns who is a player that is going to complement d'angelo russell and is that player Lamelo Ball? I'm not sure. Maybe it's Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards sort of profiles as like uh, as a Dion Waiters type. You know, he's like a gunner. You know, he he, mm-hmm. he he's one of these gunner type guys. Ben, he's he's uh, someone that played for Georgia this year. Averaged 19 points, five rebounds, a couple of assists. He's gonna I like be, the sound of that. Yeah, dude, he's gonna be someone that you know. He's, he's going to be like a Jamal Crawford type, right? Mm. Could be someone that pours in buckets, shoots the three ball. Uh, yes. There are questions about, Ben, his uh, his desire, his commitment to, to, to be one of the great ones. So, but is he a bucket? Is he a walking bucket. receptacle? He could, yeah. he could be a walking receptacle. Um, I, would take, I would take Edwards at number one. And then, you know, there are all these questions now. Golden State at number two. What do they think? Mm. You know, do they take a big man? Do they take a shooter? What if LaMelo Ball falls to number number two? Would they take LaMelo Ball? Would they trade the pick? Mm. Um, so for my money, there's a lot of depth. Uh, you know, you're hearing things about maybe James Wiseman isn't even the best big man in the draft. Maybe it's Okongwu. Wow. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, Aneko Okongwu. Um, wow. You know, no, that's a take. I mean, uh, what about Obi Toppin, Ben? Can this guy really sure. play defense at the NBA level? Is this an NBA defender? We know he has a. We know he has the six nine, uh, you know, two twenty frame, uh, mm-hmm. power forward out of Dayton. You know, great o- offensive talent. This guy could be the next, you know, Amare Stoudemire. But can he play defense, Ben? Wow, I, I don't wow. know. And then, Big question. Uh, and then, of course, Killian Hayes, the mm. French point guard, we all love. And the the big question, Ben, in the draft circles is, if he falls to number eight, would the Knicks consider another French point guard? Wow. Um, a double dip, a double French dip. I would be hard-pressed to pass on Killian Hayes if he falls, if he falls to the Knicks at number eight. But, yeah. you know, I'm a sucker, too. I, like I was saying to you the other day, I'm a sucker for uh, the defensive stopper, you know? Like, of course. If, yeah. if an Isaac Okoro should fall to the Knicks at number eight, I mean, this is a guy that profiles, like we were talking about, like a Ronnie Lott type. He's uh, yeah, a strong safety. Uh, just a roving, free safety. He wants to get in there, cause havoc on the defensive mm-hmm. end, and offensively, Yes, he's a work in progress. Is he a finished product? Of course not, Ben. He's, you know, he, this is like a 19, 20-year-old uh, freshman out of Auburn, you know, 6'6", 215, possesses all the, you know, the potential in the world. He's a hard worker. You know, he's going to mm. come in and work for Coach Tom Thibodeau. I so, love those measurements. I got to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So there is tons to uh, to talk about and unpack with the draft. This is not going to be our full draft, uh, you know, the, the 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 full draft episode. But um, needless to say, there's there's a lot to think about. You know, what happens if a Sadiq Bay falls to the Knicks? Can Aaron Naismith, mm. you know, last to to pick number twenty? Precious Achua is someone that love the people love to talk about or. A Tyrese Maxey could Tyrese Maxey be the next great Nick point guard? I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's just a lot to digest and think about and and talk about. Cole Anthony, son of Greg mm-hmm. Anthony, you know, sure, so, sure. Um, 
Lots Can I ask you yeah. right now, um, you know, who is overall the player you would most like to see in the orange and blue uh, as a rookie in, in the 2021 season? Okoro or Hayes? Um, really? Yeah. Wow. If it if it came down to one or the other, I mean it's and they're both such great options, right? It's like, mm. do you want a lefty point guard, nineteen years old? Uh, the jump shot is a real work in progress. It's hardly a certainty. He's a he's a, a visionary passer. Um, or do you want do you want Ronnie Lott? Do you want Ronnie Lott in mesh shorts and basketball sneakers? And I, right, I, I, right. I think both would be great options. The great thing about the Knicks is they need they have you know needs at every position. Um, That's true. So, yeah, yeah. so it's good good position to be in. It's a great position to be in. So <laughs> I'm also not mad at just taking that eighth pick and trading back. Give me more picks. Give me more lottery yeah. tickets. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm fired up about a guy like uh, RJ Hampton if we can get him at uh, the 18th pick. Or how about a Kira Lewis at 27? Would love, would love to see an RJ paired with an RJ. Yeah. What I about mean, what how about fun, a, a, how fun would that be? A Jameis Ramsey. What about uh, a Vernon Carey? Mm-hmm. What about a Tyrell Terry? I mean, these guys. I mean, all possess just an abundance yeah. of uh, an abundance of potential. Um, but we got to keep it moving here, Ben. We haven't even gotten to the trade machine yet. Really of quickly, really, really we got a quickly. lot, a lot of business uh, to address here. Ben, I don't know if you heard, but your hometown Philadelphia 76ers have a new president of basketball operations. It's one I Darryl, have heard that Daryl Morey. Um, Daryl Morey, Ben, is coming to Philadelphia, and boy, oh boy, are we excited. Of course, um, he's going to be overseeing basketball operations. General manager Elton Brand will stay in place. Daryl Morey says about Embiid and Simmons, I absolutely think they can work together. That means, you know, sounds like the, the, the pairing is, is, is strong. Looks like they're going to be building around Embiid and Simmons. Uh, give me a quick thought. How do you feel about Daryl Morey coming to Philly? I mean, it's uh, it's obviously thrilling, exciting news. Yep. Um, the process is alive and kicking. Uh, you know, re- re- reports of it demi- of its demise have been uh, greatly exaggerated. Um, you know, Morey. Uh, you know, he feels like a a, a sort of spiritual descendant of. Uh, of Sam Hinkie, the Godfather. Oh, he, um, I mean, he was his boss, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Hinkie um, worked for Daryl. I mean, in some ways, I forget what podcast it was that made the uh, comparison. It, it must have been the rights to Ricky or or Cookies. Or, I forget, but oh no, you know who it was. Uh, highly recommend if, if folks are um, interested in the work of Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie sat down with Pablo Torre. That's for right, about yeah. an hour and a half on the ESPN Daily podcast, and it's a really <laughs> interesting conversation. Have you heard it? I actually haven't listened to it. You 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 heard the whole thing? Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. Mm. What a what a what a guy! What a guy! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So so I think Pablo Torre made the comparison to Sam Hinkie. He was like, it's effectively like they hire. You know, it's like effectively like they hired their best f- friend's ex-girlfriend and started dating her. 
you know? Right. <laughs> like, or like they got married to their best friend's ex-wife or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like all, all irony and kidding aside, I'm actually like pretty, uh, it's, I'm pretty excited. Like I was How could you not pretty be? ready to, to kind of like write off the Sixers uh, after the fiasco of the past three years um, and, uh, and just kind of like, you know. Be done with them. Yeah, I just kind of cut them out of my lives. Like they're, it's just like not interesting to me. Um, uh, with their, you know, sort of the, the direction and the, the sort of, um, I don't know, like the seeming like kind of institutional philosophy that they had going in there. Um, but with Maury in there now, and we should also mention Doc Rivers as, as their new head coach, right? Um, who's like a little less, I don't know, interesting or, or exciting to me. But uh, but having Maury in there like is going to actually make me like pretty compelled to follow what this team does and see yeah. like what happens because if nothing else like Maury is a, a guy who like fucking tries things like yes. he's constantly like trying things um and so if nothing else it'll just be f- like really like fun and, and I think interesting to see like you know ha- how his brain works how he tackles what to a lot of people is like you know, the the biggest conundrum in the entire NBA right now is, you know, how do we get these two very good players to coexist um, and, and win basketball games? Um, so I think it'll be really fun. Um, and, you know, who the hell knows? But at least you're like, all right, this guy is, is intelligent and he's like, you know, an, an innovator and he's not just going to like sit on his ass and, and be content to like make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I may have a couple of, couple of trades that I, uh, that I cooked up in the old, uh, in the right. old machine. I mean, let's stop um, teasing it, Ben. Let's get to it. Let, let us get to the <laughs> NBA trade machine. This is the post, uh, election apocalypse NBA trade machine, Ben, um let's fire it up man um yeah it is officially trade season now when so free agency has not yet officially begun right when is that happens after the draft it's like basically gonna be like two days after the draft right sure something like that i think the amazing thing about the nba during covid is like you realize all things in this world are just so like nothing is set in stone they're just mm. you know, they're like yeah maybe we'll start the season on the 22nd i don't know we'll figure out when the draft is like it's all right you know we're all in the same shit show of a world right now so like it's yeah nba nba free agency it's just like a bunch of, a bunch of guys on zoom i guess like agreeing <laughs> yeah. to contracts i don't know yeah uh, and i love the idea that like free agency ends and then training camp begins like four days later dude it's insane i mean like literally literally nba training camp will begin in a month a month from now uh players will know who they're playing for nba draft picks will like your draft picks will be in camp like a week after they're drafted yeah yeah people are going to be traded and signed in cities like you're gonna, on the other side of the country yeah. and they'll just be like yeah you have to like move and show up for work in like a week days. yeah so. it's like oh awesome yeah. so now you're the uh starting center for the kings cool you have to move to sacramento tomorrow like we, yeah. like we start work next week right um right. But yeah, all right, man. Let's fire it up. Um, why don't you give me your first trade? I have a couple of trades here, um, and we can see how much time we have. Uh, but give me whatever you like, wherever you want to start us, off, wherever you want to start us off. Um, all right. Wow. Well, let's see here. So I've got a I've got a few little uh, 
you know, as with uh, all of our trade machine podcasts, Chris, mm. um, and as listeners of ours know from our from our uh, you know past iteration of this, um, it's really all about problem solving. Yes, um, right. It's all about identifying yep. so the glad. sort of most most pressing, most urgent you know issues, problems uh, that the teams face. Uh, and and thinking, you know, playing, doing a little game theory, yep. and 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 gaming out like, okay, how is that team going to address this problem? Now, last season when we did this podcast, the biggest problem um, was, you know, breaking up Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Obviously, they they couldn't coexist; right. they can't win together. Um, so I had a lot of options uh, for how to address that uh, that problem. Of course, the 76ers did not uh, take uh, any of my advice, and we saw what happened there. So uh, that's just a little fair warning. Um, you might want to listen to uh, to the things that I have to say on this podcast, uh, unless you want to get swept in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Um, that being said, okay. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I identify the number one problem uh, in the 2020 off season. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks need to get rid of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wow! Okay, incredible. We've t- we've we've touched on this in the past, right. um, but we need to Here just lay it out there explicitly. Giannis is not happy. We all know that he's not happy. Yeah, he is discontent. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's going to be a free agent, I believe, in at the end of the season, or is it two? Does he have two years it left? Doesn't on his matter. Contract? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Man. Doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. I haven't uh, had the time to look up the the you know Here's details the thing, of man. this contract. When you're when you're a superstar in the NBA, you control the terms of your. Exactly. You know, like I'll choose when I'm going to play. I'll choose how much yep. I'm going to play for. So, like, what? Yep. I mean, what is a quote unquote contract really? Yeah, it's a it's a piece of paper that has uh, a bunch no of real words. Value. Yeah, it's a completely abstract concept. No, um, no, yeah. So Giannis has got to go. He's got to get out of town. Yep. And if the Milwaukee Bucks aren't careful, they're going to lose him for absolutely nothing. Oh, so uh, again, you might want to listen to what I'm about to say if you're in the front office of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so. Giannis has got to go. Now the question is, where is he going to go to and why? Um, because uh, as a star player, as, you know, uh, by most accounts, the number one superstar in the entire league, you know, reigning MVP, reigning defensive player of the year, um, you know, Giannis can, can you know, the world is, is, is his oyster. He can go wherever he wants. It's all about, you know, what's in it for me? How are you going to, um, you know, sweet, sweeten the, the deal, the pot? Um, so I not only thought about, um, you know, trades, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, which of course, uh, you know, uh, work salary wise, um, but also, you know, some, it's all about the side deals, uh, as we all know, you know, from watching the free agency goings on of, uh, of, of people like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it's not so much about, you know, the team situation as it is the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do for me? You know, how are my stocks going to look? How, uh, what, what kind of... What um, other off-court opportunities do I have? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, that was the, 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 the big, like, sort of two-pronged question of, of uh, you know, how are we going to make the salaries match? And then also... What are my How are we going to make it worth my while Great. to go to the to go and to the, so, the destination out of curiosity is that the lens you um is 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 relocating Giannis um uh 
basically, is there just one Giannis trade, or are, are there a series of? Oh, I've got some. I've got some options. Okay, to throw great, at you. great, great, great. Yeah. Fantastic. So I'd love to see. All right, which so, one? Yeah. Why don't you cue us up with your first destination for Giannis? Uh, whenever you're ready, Ben. All right. All right. So Chris, let me let me ask if you can wrap your head around this scenario. See if you can close your eyes. Let me close. Them. Let your mind let your mind drift a little bit and see if you can envision this. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the reigning defensive player of the year He's in the incredible. NBA. Is I mean, that correct? Is that correct? His long arms, the big hands. He loves to play defense. Yep, he's great at it. This guy's a defensive master. Now, imagine as a defensive master, as the reigning defensive player of the year, imagine which coach you would rather play for than a guy that I like to call the Bill Belichick of basketball. Don't do this to the, me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> the godfather of of NBA defense. Of course, I am talking about Tom Thibodeau. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. New York Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau. He's the Bill Parcells. He's the Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, he is um, really the, the godfather really the of... Bear Bryant of... of Bear Bryant. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, i trying to think of the Packers guy. Um, oh, Landry. Uh, oh, no, Tom yeah. Landry was the Cowboys No, coach. no, no, Landry. It's Lombardi, um, of course. Lombardi, yeah. Lombardi, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Thibodeau puts them all to shame. This guy, there's nobody better at defense uh, in the history of the game. Wakes up every morning, takes a piece of glass, chews it up, swallows it, and goes, that's my breakfast. Then then he goes to the the basketball court, puts on his hard hat, and gets to work. Yep, his steel-toed black uh, boots that he laces up uh, to mid, uh, just below his knee. Um, Yeah, uh, and he's got a... uh, He's got a yeah. It's like a mid. It's like a mid calf boot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mid calf boot. The man goes to work with a pistol and a whip. All right. Um, so imagine uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo going to work and calling that guy his boss every day. So let me throw a trade at you that works uh, salary wise. Um, Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, and Dennis Smith Jr. Okay, it's wow. a four-player okay. smorgasbord. Um, there's a lot of uh, great potential there. Okay. Uh, you so know, you said El- Peyton. You said Peyton. Uh, Alfred Peyton, triple-double machine. Yeah. We all know, you know, one of the great up-and-coming uh, point guards in the league. DSJ. Uh, Wayne. DSJ. DSJ. Athletic still has free, a lot of un- slam dunk uh, contest, so much contestant. So much untapped potential. Jump out of a gym. Yeah. Had a bit of a rocky 2019, but I think he's due for a rebound. Um, Reggie Bullock also I don't know if he played last season but he's uh, he's got a great three point shot mm. uh, I think he could really um, help the Bucks out a lot in that department we all know how much they love to shoot threes uh, and then Wayne Ellington another fantastic three point <sighs> shooter you know spread the floor that, listen it's I mean, a great that's a, that, opportunity that, that, that's, a, that's a championship player that guy you know that's a guy that you know you you plug and play him with like the Warriors or the Lakers or the you know the Miami Heat I mean he's just going to get buckets for you so that's exactly. a great, that's a chip. A, that's what we call a chip right there. Yep, yep. That's a big piece. So it's, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's four quarters that add up to a dollar uh, in exchange for Giannis. I think the Bucks would be foolish to pass on that kind of an offer. Yeah. Um, uh, and Giannis winds up uh, under the tutelage of the, of the, the god, the goat, 
Tom Thibodeau. Um, but if in case you're wondering, uh, you know what, um, you know, that sounds pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, Knicks would be an instant title contender. That's got to be, you know, the kind of thing that the kind of situation that Giannis is looking for. But, you know, is it really the best, um, you know, sort of the, the, the sweetest deal that, that he could possibly get? So let me throw you this as a little, mm. uh, obviously, uh, you know, off the books sort of side, you know, side transaction. Sure. Uh, along with uh, going to the Knicks, um, Giannis would uh, get uh, 10 minutes to guest DJ during the, <laughs> uh, the next uh, Southampton gig of Goldman Sachs CEO DJ D. Saul. And let's, um, let's put a little cherry on top. He's going to DJ <laughs> maskless. No mask. Yep. He's just going to be puffing air like this. Exactly. Whether he saw COVID or not, it doesn't matter. It's his DJ set, and yeah. uh, he'll do what he wants. Yeah, Diesel, uh, you know, he gets the, uh, the, the the special connections, so he can go to parties. Love that. With no no sort of uh, CDC <laughs> regulations, no no uh, oh, social distancing whatsoever. The guy's immune. It's uh, a club. Literally. It's a club full of iPads of people like dancing. You know, it's like a yeah. virtual. They're they're all like virtual club attendees. And Giannis is yeah. just going to be up there DJing. Yeah, I love that. So imagine, imagine Diesel there on the on the ones and twos, you know, behind the, the turntables on the microphone, and all of a sudden he says, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have a special guest to uh, to bring up to the table. Um, he's you got some hot him. jams. Yeah, he's two-time spin. NBA Defensive Player of the Year. He loves music. Yep. <laughs> Reigning MVP yeah. and your brand new New York Nick. Yep, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I feel like the crowd would go crazy. Awesome. Giannis would really feel like he was loved, and um, and I feel like he could. Uh, yeah, he could. He could really feel at home in uh, in the Big Apple. My so my question that's... is: so Giannis wears number thirty four. Um, so he would inherit, do you think he gets the blessing from Charles Oakley the to Oakman, wear yeah. number 34 or is that sort of a contentious issue? Food, um, food for thought, something to yeah. think about. I, I want to believe that the Oakman would give his blessing, but obviously, you know, there are some, uh, bridges to mend between right, Oak right. and Madison square garden. So yeah, we'll it's see. a bit of a rocky relationship yeah. right now, yeah. but maybe Giannis is the guy to mend it. Um, if not, you know, I think he would look great in a 35, sure. you know, sort of a, uh, a Kevin Durant, uh, you know, sort of, a sort of look there. But, yeah. Yeah. Great. I love it. All right, uh, I will give you my first trade here, Ben. I went with a slightly different approach, but uh, here it is. So for for me, Ben, um, you know, I always think the the methodology, of course, behind our our drafts and our trades are really, you know, that's the most interesting thing here. So I, I love your approach. You're looking, you know, your your top offseason priority: relocate Giannis Antetokounmpo. For me, Ben, the worst team, um, the worst team in the NBA. I, I, I thought about this exercise as kind of like, who needs a makeover? You know, that that for me is really what the offseason about is it is about. Like, who needs a makeover? Right, right. Um, a facelift. Yes. Yeah. Who needs a facelift? Who needs, um, you know, if this was HGTV or if this was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, like, who needs who needs like a life upgrade? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. Ben, the worst team in the NBA this past season was not the Boston Celtics. Uh, shockingly, at 15 and 50, Ben, uh, it was the Golden State Warriors. Unbelievable. The Golden State Warriors. My, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, would so not have guessed that one. This season, uh, this season will be different, Ben. 
there's there's obviously you know KD he's he's out of the fold he's gone of course he went to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry now they're coming back off injuries. Um, the Dubs have uh, they still got Draymond Green in the fold we know about him. Yeah. And Although one year older, you yep, know. Yep, yep, and they recently acquired Andrew Wiggins. Mm. And of course, Ben, the Golden State Warriors possess the number two pick in the upcoming NBA draft. It's a big chip right there. Now, Ben, I know what you're thinking. Um, how can the Warriors possibly match up against the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, that monstrous front line of JaVale and Dwight and Markeith Morris. Right, right. Well, they got some ideas. And uh, you better believe that the salaries match here, Ben. So here's what we're going to do. That's all I want to hear. We are sending to Golden State. Golden State is going to acquire Nikola Vucevic. Ooh. Nikola Vucevic. Mmm, the Vooch. Going to Orlando, Ben. We have... For a week going to Orlando, we have Andrew Wiggins on a five-year contract. He's making about $27, $28 million a year. And the number two overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Wow. So here's why I, here's here's what I'm thinking here. Golden State mm. gets probably the most underrated big man in the game, right? He, I mean, this is a guy, he's a talented passer, he's a gifted low post player, he stretches to the three-point line, of course, he can rebound, he protects the, the rim. Double-double uh, machine. Yeah, I yep. mean, just, and, and it's sort of a reinvention, a reimagining of who Golden State can be, right? Because we've never, yeah. we, we, they are the small ball team, right? So Yeah, they, they never had a big man. What if they had yeah. a traditional big? That could be fun. And mm. now, here's what I'm thinking much more importantly uh, for, for Orlando. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is lost for the upcoming season, right? He's Ugh, he so heartbreaking. Lost him to a devastating knee injury in the bubble. The God Magic, the Magic are going to be really bad, and they ought to focus on two things this season. Ben, they got to focus on player development, and they got to figure out who is and is not worth keeping around long term, and right. you know tanking, and uh, and 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 for what sounds like an absolutely loaded. 2020 draft class they got to focus on getting the best possible draft pick in next draft then um mm. so orlando gets the chance to either draft Lamelo ball with that second overall pick or anthony edwards or james wiseman whoever falls to number two and they uh you know and 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 the team's going to be terrible <laughs> they 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 move off vucevic they open up the front court, uh, which basically needs to belong to Jonathan Isaac long-term anyway. They, right. they get a chance to uh, evaluate Mo Bamba. Uh, mm. Maybe they finally move him for a second-round draft pick or something. And they get Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is going to just compile stats on an awful Magic team. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe he's a guy that can be flipped in a year or two. And... Um, and and they you know they they just compile lottery balls for that 2021 draft. So mm. curious, man, what do you think? Uh, w- would you sign off on Nikola Vucevic to the Warriors for Andrew Wiggins and the second overall draft pick in the 2020 NBA draft? Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a whole lot. Um, I think of Vucevic a lot as is like a rich man's Andrew Bogut. So yes. um, I feel like that that sort of fits. And then, yeah, as you said, it's really all about 
you know, I think next year's champion is going to have to go through Los Angeles one way or the other. Yes. And, you know, you're going to need some, uh, some, some, some big bodies. Some big you know? boys. You're going to need some, some boys to bang yes. down low yeah. with the ADs, the JaVale McGee's. Uh, so I feel like Vooch is that is that guy. I don't think Draymond is is uh, you know going to have it in him to to last through um, you know a whole a whole uh, series with those big fellas. Um, and it you also, know, it, I also around, feel so. like Orlando's future really is Jonathan Isaac, right? Like yeah. so, why don't we just and to a lesser extent Markel Fultz? Yes, of and Can't Fultz got to got to mention. So him. why don't we just gut the team? Yeah. Just trade off what all they... the assets. Isaac is going to yeah. be out for the next year. Let's be mm-hmm. as bad as humanly possible. We're gunning for that number one overall pick in 2021 when we all know about Kate Cunningham, of course. He's, gonna, mm-hmm. he's the consensus you know, number one overall draft pick in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's gut the team, focus on player developments, know that the front court belongs to Jonathan Isaac in a year from now, get Vucevic out of the picture, and uh, and yeah, you acquire Wiggins, let him let him pad his stats, and maybe in a year from now, you know, he's probably going to average I don't know twenty five points. Maybe in a year from now, a team gets desperate and trades for Andrew Wiggins. He's only 20, yeah. he's only twenty five. Um, exactly. So why not? Not to mention uh, you know Aaron Gordon, who I feel like can yes. also be that kind of just uh, you know stat hog yes. who who they then flip for another first round yes. pick or whatever. Yes. You know? Yes. 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 So all right, ben, yeah, I love, it. love uh, it. Give me another trade. Is it is it another Giannis deal? Is it something <coughs> else? What do you got for me? So let's say Giannis wants out of Milwaukee, okay. which spoiler spoiler alert he, he does, does. Uh, um, and he wants to go to the Big Apple. But let's say he says to himself, you know what? The New York Knicks are a little bit old-fashioned. Yeah. They're not really what the cool young kids are into these days. Um, I, I, I go on Instagram. I go on TikTok. I see all these kids. They're not talking about the Knicks. They're talking about the team of Notorious B.I.G. What? The Brooklyn Nets. The cool That's right. Team. The, the cool, cool New York team. The cool team. Cool New York. The team with all the swag, all the the team with all the um the, the does, you know, the the floss yes. dancing and the Yo, I'm um, from Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. They um they they play Fortnite yes. uh, on on this team, you know, they're um, they're they're the young, cool, uh, fresh, hip team in New York. They should. Giannis uh, wants to go there. They should. Uh, the PA system uh, for when they return to Barclays should play that song. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? You know. Together. Oh man, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. What a great, what a great song. All the kids love that song. Yeah. Um, it's one of the one of the songs I always hear when I go to the club. Yeah. Um, so I feel like maybe Giannis. You know, he's still a young guy. Um, so I feel like that could really appeal to him. And listen to this, Chris. It just so happens that the salaries match. No. If Giannis is traded for DeAndre Jordan, Garrett Temple, Torian Prince, <laughs> John Musa, and Rodion Coors. No. Yep, the that's right. The salaries match? The salaries match. I don't see who says no. Um, give it to obviously, me again? DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, yeah. uh, you know, one of, the, one of the great centers. Sure. You know, he's a double-double machine. Um, plays fantastic defense. He's a rim protector. Um, great locker room guy. Then we get the veteran presence of Garrett Temple. Yeah. Uh, another great locker room guy. Uh, Torian Prince, who I feel like a is really uh, a versatile young player. Um, yep. A lot of yeah. untapped potential there. The guys are walking bucket. 
uh, John and Musa. Um, very young, very raw, but lots of upside there. And then Rodion Kuruks, who is also very young, lots of upside, lots of untapped potential. Uh, so I feel like Milwaukee is getting, you know, five lottery tickets pretty much there for the price of one. Um, and uh, so I don't see how they could turn that down. That's a great offer uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. Giannis gets to go to the cool New York team um, to team up with his, I assume, his buddies, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They're buddies, don't but, worry. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're stars. But, but are listen to this. Yeah. Just in case that's not a sweet enough deal for him. What? How about this? As a little sweetener, obviously off the table, off the books, under the table, off the books. Giannis gets access to Joseph Tsai's CCP supercomputer, which monitors, controls, and harvests the thoughts of China's 1.4 billion citizens. I don't wow. see how he says no to that. I feel like that's just a little cherry on top. Cherry on um, top. Wait, so give it to me again. So it's it's DeAndre Kuruk's, um, uh Garrett Prince, Temple, Torian Garrett Prince. Temple. Yeah, yeah for yeah. Giannis, who gets the chance to play with Joseph size mind-altering computer and yes he gets access to the minds of 1.4 billion people uh that live in china um i feel like that could be a real opportunity for him um you know certainly could uh help him achieve um you know physical immortality um which i uh believe joseph joseph sai has um so yeah i think it's you know, pretty appealing if you ask me. I love me. it. I, I love know. it. Yeah. And you know, he's yeah. going to be a natural fit in Brooklyn. Uh, Giannis is a guy who talks about hip hop all the time. He's very mm-hmm. into fashion and mm-hmm. uh, music and culture and being cool. So he's going to be a natural fit there with the Nets. I love the trade. Um, in the interest of time, Ben, I'm going to keep us moving here. I'm, I'm looking for another teammate over here, Ben. And oh, yeah? yeah, the team that I've got my eye on is. San Antonio. Ooh. Let's be real, Ben. The Spurs... A team in transition. The Spurs are boring as hell. Uh, no one has ever wanted to admit it. Or, you know, just... But as we've discussed, Ben, boredom is largely the brand in San Antonio. Literally, they are just trying to make you fall asleep while reading about them or watching them or looking at their gray jerseys. Sure. But it's time, Ben, for the Spurs to bottom out, to rebuild, wear the, the Fiesta jerseys, and be fun. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We're going to make them fun. Let's start by moving DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeMar yes. DeRozan, who's got one Get him year out of there. left on his deal. He's packing his bags. Where is he going? To Atlanta. And here's, Ooh, here's what we're doing. Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, so San Antonio wow. is going to acquire two nice young players, uh, two recent lottery picks, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, along with Ooh. Dwayne Dedman's monster contract, and the sixth overall pick in this upcoming NBA draft for DeMar DeRozan. So okay. here's what I'm thinking. Then let's be real. The whispers have begun. The Hawks need... Uh, they need to get into the playoffs or Trey Young will get unhappy and demand a trade. For sure. Yeah. If he's not if he's not already doing that. Yeah, I would imagine that he's already there. I he seems like disgruntled. Uh, of course, Hawks GM and President Travis Schlank went all in on Trey Young a couple years ago, Ben. He he passed up the opportunity to draft Luka Doncic 
He traded backwards with the Mavs to to get Trey Young. And uh, right now, Ben, in my highly professional opinion, the Hawks' biggest weakness is that they don't have a secondary guy. Yeah. They lack a guy to take pressure off Trey Young. You know, he's out there yeah. and it's just him chucking up shots. He needs more help offensively. I like John Collins a lot, but he's just not quite there, is he? No, I mean, John Collins is a great lob threat, right? But, like, mm-hmm. Trey Young needs a guy where he can just look, just pass him a ball. Let him take and be over. Like, Do me yeah. a favor, just just hoist a shot here. You know, like, I, I, I can't be creating the offense. So, and, 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 uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan is that guy. I mean, they need someone who can get his own shot. DeMar DeRozan feels very much like the kind of guy that's a hired gun. You bring him in when you're desperately chasing the seventh seed, when you're desperately chasing the eighth seed in the East. DeMar DeRozan is the guy you acquire. Now, meanwhile, then, for the Spurs, they simultaneously get cap relief while handing the keys over to two young wing players in Hunter and Reddish. Plus, they retain Derek White. You know, we know about DeJounta Murray. We love him. And then they get the sixth pick in the draft, Ben. Now suddenly they have the opportunity to get a real nice player, a real nice player, mm-hmm. whether it's Isaac Okoro. Maybe it's a Killian Hayes. Maybe an Obi mm-hmm. Toppin falls to them. Maybe a James Wiseman falls to them. Who knows? But um, mm-hmm. suddenly it's a bit more fun in San Antonio. We're thinking about wearing those fiestas. Uh, I'd say a lot more fun. I'd say a lot more fun. We move off the, you know, the Albatross contract of DeMar DeRozan, open up some playing time and opportunity for the youngsters. Feels mm-hmm. like a win-win for everybody. Trey Young gets to make his run into the playoffs. Uh, DeRozan gets, you know, one last crack at, you know, making a title run here with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And the Spurs mm-hmm. get to hit reset, you know. Um, now, I wonder if, how do you envision Greg Popovich in that, you know, sort of young kind of uh, developmental uh, situation. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, is this the moment where we hand the keys to Becky Hammond is my question. Ooh, you know, that's I, what I would love how to see. fun would it be if maybe part of the trade is an agreement that uh, Popovich will retire. Popovich is mm. forced to retire. Becky mm-hmm. Hammond takes over as, uh, as head coach. Um, we go full pink and teal fiesta spurs look oh my god and then um be still my heart don't even don't even tempt me with that and then derek and then we just hand the keys to derek white you know we hand the keys to derek white and dejonta murray and deandre hunter and cam reddish and like again maybe you get some draft karma maybe an isaac okora falls to you maybe a killian hayes falls to you at number six who knows Mm -hmm. the future is yours um yeah so that's what i'm thinking I love it. I love it. And then Pop is free to retire and do whatever just binge, he wants. Make make wine. Binge Falcon's Crest every day yeah. for the rest of his life. Make yeah. make some wine. Sure, whatever whatever he pleases. Um, yeah, that sounds great. All right, Ben, give us give us another trade. We probably have I don't know. We have time for one or two more. Uh, all right, all right. Give us something that you like. I got a couple left in my quiver here. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo has to get out of Milwaukee. I think we've established that pretty uh, you know. Pretty, pretty thoroughly here. Yeah. Um, now, you might think to yourself, what does Giannis really want more than anything uh, in life? And I would say it's that elusive NBA championship ring. You know, it's the one thing yeah. that he doesn't have on his resume. This guy is a uh, multiple-time MVP now. He's a multiple-time defensive player of the year. But the one thing he doesn't have, Chris, 
is that L-O-B, Larry O'Brien Trophy. So, what better place to go to get that than the place that it already lives? I'm talking about La La Land. I'm talking about the City of Angels, Los Angeles, baby. Yep. Listen to this. The Los Angeles Lakers can acquire Giannis Antetokounmpo for Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso, and Taylor Horton Tucker. The salaries match. The trade machine said this trade is successful. The thing about Caruso is he's so underrated. People do not talk about yep. this guy enough. And if he's you, a star in the making, he's you beloved. Can get a Caruso for Giannis. You get Caruso yeah. on a team-friendly deal. You get a you get a, a Taylor Horton foot. Um, mm-hmm. You get a, a a Danny Green. You said Danny Green, proven winner, Pro- championship, proven multiple winner. championship. Yep. How many cha- how many chips does he have? A bunch. I mean, five, six. Who yeah. the hell knows at this point? He, I've lost he's, track. He's won a couple with the Spurs. He won with the yep. Raptors. Now here with the Lakers. I mean, the guy's a proven winner. He wins everywhere he goes. Um, Kyle Kuzma, um, young talent, you know, one one of the youngest, coolest players in the whole league. Yep. Uh, Noah Scott, uh, you know, fresher fits pregame. Um, guy's a star uh, on social media and off. I mean, Alex Caruso, that guy could own the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, I feel um, like that's. I mean, that's the headliner, right? Like it's yeah. it's, it's it's largely. Giannis for Caruso and pieces, mm-hmm. um, which to me is a no, like a no-brainer because you get Caruso on a on a team-friendly contract. Man. I, I mean, mean that contract, I mean, one of the best in the you, entire league. You got this guy playing for next to nothing um, yeah. at such a high level. How do you say no? So um, I love it, man. I love it. He seems like he would he would fit. I imagine there wouldn't be any issue with him playing LeBron and AD. I mean, bottom line here is. Like my philosophy has always been, get these stars on a team, and they'll figure exactly. it. They'll figure they it. They will. They always figure it they out. Know. If you're that good on that level, I can't. I mean, imagine I can't tell you a how starting trades, five. How many? I can't tell you how many trades uh, we have seen go by the wayside. Where you know, I had a GM on the phone. I was going to complete this trade, and the guy's like, eh, "I don't know if these guys can figure it out. If they can share the ball, it's like, buddy, they're stars. They will figure it out. You know, right." Yeah, exactly. I mean, just imagine in your mind for a second the starting five of JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. I mean... Insane. You know, who's who's scoring on that team? I don't think anybody. Insane. Now, if you just need one more little little cherry on top, a little sweetener, maybe you're thinking, all right, you know, Giannis, sure. I mean... Los Angeles is a great place to live. It's okay. I'm I mean, sure he'd be happy in the sunshine. If you could you know, sweeten plen- it, though, that might make a difference. All right, listen to this, Chris. Along with getting to play with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, along with getting to be coached by uh, whoever their coach is, how about this? An under-the-table side deal. Yeah. Giannis gets to have the hologram of Robert Kardashian as his 24-7 personal companion and assistant slash housekeeper. <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah, that is special, man. That is special. Yeah, yeah. wow. I mean, I just feel like that. You know, uh, he's it's probably going to be a little lonely for him. You know, moving to a new city, 
uh, you know, he's been in Milwaukee for a long time now. Uh, you know, he probably sort of feels like that's his home. So going to Los Angeles, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's a little bit alienating at first. It's yeah. a big city. It's right. got lots of movers and shakers. Yeah. You know, you're not really quite sure where you fit in. Sure. Having the hologram of Robert Kardashian to live in your home. You feel at home. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's going to go a really long way to just kind of smooth that transition. Greek freak, welcome to Tinseltown, baby. Uh, Yep, that's how we do it. It's me, Bob Kardashian, and you're here to stay, pal. I love that, man. (laughs) I fucking love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I feel feel good about it. Let me give you one last one here. Sure. Um, It involves the the Portland Trailblazers, Ben. And my objective here was, let's get Damian Lillard some more toys to play with. Oh, I love it. Initially, Ben, because, you know, Lillard is a great player. I mean, we saw this guy go off in the bubble, right? I mean, and it's like... The guy's a bucket getter. It's a crime. It's a crime that this guy does not have more talent, more help around him, because we just need to get him over the the top, man. He's one of the greats. Um, So let's find him some more toys. So... Couldn't agree more. What I initially thought about with this trade was like, how do we get... Gordon Hayward, the chance to line up Ooh. alongside Lillard, McCollum, Simons, Gary Trent, etc. But you know what, Ben? Wow, Gordo. No, I want to swing. What? I want to swing a little further. I want to go a little further for the fences with this one. Wow. So right now, Ben, the bedrock of the Portland Trailblazers is what shooting, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, balanced team building. What we're gonna do? is we're going to quadruple down on shooting. Here we go. Oh, baby, I love it. Portland is going to acquire James Harden. What? Are you kidding me? No. Going to Houston, we have Yusuf Nurchic, Trevor Ariza, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, Kent Bazemore, $7 million trade exception, Portland's first rounder in 2020. It's the 16th overall pick. And Portland's 2022 first rounder. So here's why I like it. Look, Ben, in Houston, it's over right now, right? You know, Coach Coach D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, they have left town. The Rockets are going to be rebuilding. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not sure that James Harden, frankly, is a a fit in Coach Stephen Silas's offense, right? Like He doesn't seem like the rebuilding type. He doesn't seem like a Silas guy, right? He's making $132 million over the next three years. Yikes. And, Ben, we know that... American billionaire, restaurateur, and television personality Tillman Fertitta is not <laughs> excited about paying out that kind of cash. He didn't become, then a billionaire restaurant tycoon <laughs> by just handing out And TV money. personality. And TV personality. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't just become an overnight success by just handing out hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, the guy's a winner. He knows how to win, no, all right? No, So we're going to start re- restocking for the future. We're going to c- start clearing salary and hoarding draft picks, Ben. So yep. um, so, so, so Houston is going to offload the massive contract of James Harden. Um, mm-hmm. They get to, you know, they, they get Yusuf Nurchich, who's, who's a really fun, nice player, a center. Maybe you flip him mm-hmm. at some point. Trevor Ariza, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, nice young player. Kent Bazemore's trade exception, whatever. He probably doesn't even go sure. to Houston. And then you get two first-round draft picks. And now mm, for, for Portland, Ben, look, are there downsides to the trade? I don't know. No. No, no. But no, the answer is no. 
No. I mean, look, maybe we have to find a replace uh, we have to find a replacement for Nurchich on the open market, whatever. I'm confident we can find a vet willing to play for the minimum, you know, whether it's Dwight Howard or a Tyson Chandler to soak up some minutes at the 5. Not concerned. Yeah. Bottom line. I mean, who Yeah, who, bottom yeah. line here is man, like this is a league like we talked about, driven by stars. You got to get you get the chance. You, you you know, you you put all that shooting on the court. Yeah, you know, McCollum, mm-hmm. Lillard, Harden, Gary Trent, uh, Anthony. Don't forget about Carmelo. Anthony Simons. We sprinkle oh, in a Carmelo. Anthony. It's a no-brainer, man. Um, yeah. So I love this trade. Uh, I'm excited about James Harden being unleashed on the Pacific Northwest. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, um, and I mean, just imagine all of that shooting, man. I mean, this could be the first time in NBA history that teammates go for 60 points in the same game. Yeah, I want. This is a Blazers team that I foresee. A, you know, averaging 200 points a game. Um, Easy. And, you know, I I just, I I think the NBA needs this right now. Uh, James Mm -hmm. Harden to Portland. Let's make it happen. Um, Neil O'Shea, if you're listening, let's make it happen. Um, And and, uh, Tillman Fertitta, hey, man, ball is in your court. Uh, Mm. You know, Raphael Stone, new general manager of of the Rockets. Tillman, Raphael, guys, let's make it happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, Ben, give me one last trade and then, uh, I'll let you go. Ooh, wow. Let's see. I mean, I kind of, uh, kind of fired my, my, uh, my, my biggest shot with that last one, okay. but, um, you know what, here, I, I, I'll I, throw I one, one at- more for you. If you, if you're struggling with, with something over there, I actually, I actually do have right. one more. I feel like I, I, we owe this to our listeners because we did tease it at the top with all of our talk of uh, Daryl Morey I, I, being in Philadelphia. I kind of thought you might have something Philadelphia-related for me. I mean, people are probably wondering, okay, so you know, what's Daryl actually going to do? And I've got an answer for you, Chris. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people have said over the past couple of seasons that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can't win together, mm. right? Yeah. Let me ask you this, Chris. Do you think they can win together with Giannis Antetokounmpo... James Harden and and Chris Paul. How about that? How about that? I what mean, do you think about that? I now? think they could get over the hump. Wait, so let me get that straight. So that's James Harden, Giannis, yep. Yep. Embiid, Simmons. Yep. And Embiid and Simmons are staying. Chris Paul They're staying together, <laughs> and we're throwing in a Daryl Morey favorite, Chris Paul, to run the point. I mean, it sounds I mean, great, but unfortunately, I, I don't believe that the salaries could could fit. I don't believe the salaries could possibly match. So, I, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, guess what, buddy? I got some news for no. you. This is a four-team deal, <laughs> no. and the salaries match. Give it to me. Let's hear. Read my lips. The salary is match. I don't believe okay. you. You need to outline this the particulars and specifics of the successful. trade. Yeah, tell me how. All right. All right. Chris Paul oh. is going to Philadelphia from Oklahoma City. In return, Oklahoma City is getting Al Horford. Boom. Love one that. for one. Okay. Straight up and down. Love that. No, no questions asked. No further sweeteners needed. Sure. I'm Sam Presti. I'm thinking I get the opportunity to absorb Horford into this culture, yep. into this squad. That's a no-brainer. Give me Horford. Trade trade one yeah. massive multi-year contract this, for another. Get this headache off my hands. Take Chris Paul. Yep. Give me Horford. Great. Yeah, Love Chris that. Paul, locker room cancer. Al Horford, great teammate, yep. locker room guy. Um, that's, that's a no-brainer. James Harden yep. is coming to Philadelphia. 
uh, from Houston. Now, in exchange for Harden, Houston is getting uh, proven bucket getter Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson, um, who I think you know struggled a little, a little bit in the in the Philadelphia ecosystem last season. But I think with a uh, you know a new environment, I think he could really thrive. Um, Wait, say that again. To his... it's, it's Josh Richard, Josh Richardson, and who? And Tobias Harris are going to Houston. Going to Houston for James Harden. For James Harden, correct. Oh, how do you not do that? So you're telling me I get two for the price of one? Bingo. That's yes. easy. Yeah, that's yeah, easy. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I mean, you get basically the if you combine their their points per game, their assists and their rebounds, it's pretty much the probably same. the same, right? Yeah, same same stats. You know, easy. You know, one for two swap right there. Give me it. Yeah, and then Giannis comes to Philadelphia. This is where it's uh, tricky. It's, I can't imagine how you pull this one off. Okay, listen, Daryl Morey's a genius. Okay, this is this is the kind of magic that he does. They this call is him, why they you call bring him Dork Elvis for a reason. Exactly. This is why you're bringing Dork Elvis into your uh, into your, uh, your your organization. So Giannis is winding up in Philadelphia in exchange for Mike Scott, Zaire Smith, Matisse Thybul, Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, and Norvell Pell. The salaries match. You tell me those the salaries match. successful. Yep. Holy. It's s- all it's all by the books. It's all legit. Wow. The salaries match. The trade is successful. Philadelphia now has a starting five of Joel Embiid at center, yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo at power forward, Ben Simmons at small forward, James Harden at shooting guard, Chris Paul at point guard. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe a maybe a championship contender? I love it. I love it. Um, I will say we're going to, you know, look, this team's going to have challenges too because we know there is a history here between Harden and CP3. Um, mm, that's true. These guys, yep, yep. They, they, we're going to need some sort of uh, Camp David peace summit, some sort of kumbaya moment where can the cooler heads prevail? Can Doc Rivers, can, can, can Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, who, you know, famously has sort of settled beefs in the past with whether it was yep. CP3 and Blake Griffin, you know, like yep. he's going to have to say enough, enough of this fighting, enough of the bickering. We have to mm-hmm. put the team ahead of the individual uh, I love it, man. I mean, it's a lot of big personalities, but yeah. But I feel like if anyone can manage it, it's Doc. And, you know, of course, we know Doc already already coached uh, Chris. I got you know, back, to back you, in man. the Clippers days. I didn't believe it was possible, but I guess you did make the salaries work. The sal- yeah. <laughs> salaries match. So incredibly, it looks like Chris Paul, James Harden, and Giannis Antetokounmpo could be headed to Philadelphia to yep. pair up with Embiid and Simmons. Um, I think we should end it there, man. I mean, that is a <laughs> that is a banger of a team. We're very excited about uh, the potential of that squad hitting the could be floor. could be pretty fun to watch. Yep. yep. So stay tuned, folks. Daryl, if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be talking, my friend. Well, it's great to have uh, Ben. <laughs> The election in the rear view, I can't imagine. Oh, it's not in the rear view yet, Chris. You, you know that, no, right? No, I, I, uh, I have full confidence, Ben, that uh, this is it. You know, now that all the ballots have been cast, uh, it's all done now. The election should be over with. Can't imagine we'll be talking about the presidential election in upcoming weeks and months. No, um, no you're probably right. I think it's, uh, it's probably just all settled here, Ben, so... Great to have you and uh, basketball back in our lives. Uh, excited for future episodes. 
Um, we have a lot of healing to do, Ben. I know it's been a, a rigorous, you know, a few months with you doing election coverage. So with a lot of fun things lined up for our listeners, you know, not tipping our hand, but there will be a few rewatchables. Uh, there will, oh yeah, there will, baby. There will be a few drafts and we may even have a little conversation at some point about the NBA salary cap and the history of labor relations. That's right. That's right. Yeah. A lot of very exciting things planned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, boy, it is great to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, yeah. All right, man. It was uh, good talking to you, and uh, we will touch base next week. A pleasure as always, my friend. Uh, the pleasure is all mine, Ben. Talk to you later. You've been listening to Switch. 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 Swit